I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back. We are here, so excited to be with you on Zoom, but we would love to be with you in person, of course. But um, <laughs> tonight we're discussing episode eight, season four of 90 Fiance, Before the 90 Days, Stranger in a Strange Land. I'm your host, Stacey Olivas, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Linda Antweet, who has all the amazing news and gossip. Linda, I'm so excited to hear what you got today. Hi guys! Listen, these corn. I'm, I'm calling them the quarantine blues now because these fools are giving me the blues. That's a good one, Linda. <laughs> Hashtag quarantine blues, and of course, the live chat queen who talks to all the fans is <laughs> them, Ashley Bowden. Hey, you guys! Yes, let's get the live chat popping. There's a oh, now there's 22. One second ago, there was 11 people. Now there's 22 people. So. Hey, Selwonk. Hey, Susan. Hey, The Real YT. You guys, let's let's get it going tonight. Yes. Oh, so overall thoughts of the episode. What did you guys think? What was the most shocking thing for you since tonight's episode? Of course, the shower scene. <laughs> uh, for, for me, uh, yeah, that was... Big Ed really did a lot this episode, like a lot between the shower scene and the pig farm. I was like, okay, I'm done. Facts. I, I, I just see after seeing this episode, I'm like, he needs a spinoff mm-hmm. solo or just Big Ed finding love if he's not with Rose anymore, whatever. He's hilarious. But before we go into his scene, let's jump into Lisa and Usman. So they mm-hmm. are visiting. He's, she's going to go meet his mom. And she has to bring a goat along with this journey. Um, and she, the goat's like about over a little bit over a hundred dollars. And she says that she's getting ripped off. What did you guys think about this whole process of her going to meet the mom, having her new goat friend, Barney? what do you guys think? <laughs> I love the moment in the car when the goat stood up and they were all freaking out. I would have probably jumped out of that car because it did look like the goat wanted to kind of jump over the seats and just get out of the car so I thought that was a really funny moment but I will say this is the most quiet I have ever seen Lisa she was mute nothing to say in front of mom and sister and sister-in-law she had nothing to say she was very respectful so that leads me to believe and now know that she turns up on purpose with Usman because she knows that she can Mm. Because she had all the respect in the world for him in front of his family. Linda, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, starting with the going to the goat and picking up the goat, I was like, why is she picking when she knows nothing about this process? So when she was talking about like, oh, like that one looks too skinny and blah, blah, blah. It's like, but you don't even know. Like, you don't even know what you're looking for. So why are you deciding? And then when Usman like, pulled out the money from the purse and was just like, nah, dude, we're just, we're doing this and we're moving it along. I died of laughter. Now, when it came to her meeting the family, I have a little bit of a different take than Ashley. I don't necessarily think that she was being respectful. I think that there, because there was a language barrier, she didn't know what was going on and what was being said necessarily. 
she didn't, she couldn't communicate. And so she couldn't say or do anything. And I also think that she was intimidated and she was a little bit feeling insecure because the same things that the family didn't want, she had those same insecurities. So I think she was quiet because she didn't know how to act. And, uh, that was brutal. I thought it was brutal when the mom and the sister and then the other sister got up and they just walked away. And when she put on like that, the red, I don't even, not the red, but the purple covering. Yeah. uh, I was like, Oh, she's about to walk out. And when she walked out, I was like, Oh, because in African culture, it's true. Like if you leave a, a social gathering right away, uh, it's not. It's not so much like a sign of disrespect. It's a sign like you're done. Like I'm done with this. Okay. And so that was huge. It was a huge moment. Do you think the mom is not wanting him to marry her because of her age, or do you think it's more of who Lisa is? Well, I would say it's more of the age okay. because I'm sure she's not privy to the inner workings of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I know that she does not know what's actually happening. He doesn't share that with her. I'm about 99% sure. Um, what I did think was funny was when Usman tried to, I don't know if, he, if this was just a translation breakdown, but he said that she's a doctor in the States. Yeah. And she said she was a hospice worker. I'm like, are you trying to make, her seem better than what she is not to say that anyone's occupation is better than the next person but I felt like that was game a little one thousand percent one thousand percent you know in African culture respect is given priority to doctors lawyers and engineers and like your parents always want you to be one of those three things and so for him to translate that because you know there are words for hospice hospice is everywhere in the world right so for him to translate that she's the doctor in america was definitely him trying to gas her up and make her his mom like look at her with respect okay yeah because i was like mom Go ahead, Linda. No, it's just like, Usman, you're wrong for that. You're wrong for that because you she's already working from behind because of her age and, and different religion and all of that stuff. And now you're lying about her career. You're not going to come back from that. <laughs> no, I think, I, I think he threw her under the bus. And I think he's setting her up for failure because when they do find out that she's not a doctor, the mom and the sister, they're not going to like her even more. So I feel like maybe it's just like a set. It's setting her up. He he wants his way, and his way is to come to the U.S. and be a big star. That yeah. <laughs> so that's why he's like, look, she's a doctor. We're all good. We're moving on to the next couple, and a lot of. Did you want to add anything else, Linda? Oh, the only other thing that I thought was super funny is when the goat was in the back and doing a bunch of noises. And then uh, Usman said that the, the goat was very talkative, just like her. I died of laughter. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. St- ah, he stood up for He's standing up for himself and he's, he's funny. Um, well, another couple that is, there's a lot of lies and omitting of information going on is Varya and Jeffrey. So Jeffrey met her mom. The mom's still a little hesitant about their relationship. And she really doesn't want her daughter moving to the U.S. with him. Well, the big thing of this episode was that he opened up to her and 
told her about his criminal past that he has been in he was a drug dealer um, and then she shares information that you know she would have never introduced him to her mom would have never went forward with this relationship what did you guys think of this whole situation and is Varya right for that you know and is Jeffrey should he have told her or not told her I mean, I think that he should have told her. He did the right thing by telling her. I think the question is when to tell her. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it would have been appropriate for him to tell her that before she introduced him to her, her mom. So that way, you know, that's kind of a sacred thing. You usually introduce your parents to your spouse when you know this is somebody that you're seriously planning on moving forward with. So it kind of put her in a at an unfair in an unfair position um, because she was, you know, deceived and she thought she was dealing with somebody that she wasn't. So I think the timing could have been better. What did you guys think of him? Or Linda, did you want to add to that at all? I mean, yeah, I agree with Ashley 1000%. I think that it, it was all about the timing. I would actually throw in there for me personally, like you should have told me this before you came here. You should have allowed me to know that I was allowing, you know, a felon into my space and, and to introduce to my friends and to my family and to make sure that I was okay with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was uh, interesting how he was saying, well, I grew up poor and he kind of made excuses for a lot of the reasons and the things he did. Like he wanted her to make, he saw that she was changing and kind of towards ending the relationship like her whole emotional everything was changing for her and I thought it was interesting because he was like oh well he started getting like emotional and he was like well I grew up poor like kind of try to make excuses for that so I don't know I feel like and also I was kind of had it was interesting how he didn't tell her all the information about his past it was just that he dealt drugs nothing else about because right Linda isn't he didn't he have like charges of like kidnapping? He has a bunch of charges. He has a bunch of charges on him. <laughs> Alleged charges, I'll say for, for, for now, because we can't confirm anything, but we do know that there are a bunch of charges for him. I do think it's interesting that when she asked him how long, he was like, oh, like two-ish years. Like he couldn't even be straightforward with his answer. Like you're the one that was in prison. You don't know how, how long you, you've been there. I watch enough true crime stories to tell you that these guys know exactly when they're getting out. They know their court dates. They know their parole dates. So two and a half-ish years, like, or whatever he said, two-ish years, that's stupid to me. Like, that shows me that you're still being evasive about your past. Yeah. Yeah. Dee Robert in the live chat said the domestic <laughs> violence should scare her away from him. And I think more to what you were saying, Stacey, that was a strategic omission of the truth. Like if you're going to tell her, you probably should have told her everything, but you decided not to tell her about the domestic violence charges because that would have definitely scared her away, but she's scared away anyway. So it doesn't yeah. really matter at this point, but he definitely should have just spilled all the beans. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was testing the waters to see what she would say about that. And now who knows if he'll ever tell her about the other things. But then I'm like, in today's day and age, before you meet someone, especially if you're like meeting someone online, wouldn't you do like a background check, especially from another country? Those are online now. That's what I was kind of like, wouldn't you kind of oh. dive into that? I don't I know, know that I would do a background <laughs> really? check. You mm. could pay like a code. It's not that expensive online to do. And you can get the oh. free. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Stacey. Everyone go do that for safety. 
<laughs> what website do we use? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, another couple that uh, it's kind of on the rocks, guys, and we're seeing a lot. They don't really. I thought they were going to go into this like a strong couple when they first met, but it doesn't seem like it's working out. Is Erica and Stephanie? What did you guys think of their whole relationship, their interactions? Um, Stephanie is really not open to Erica and not Erica's not feeling loved from her. She said that she's not really touching her. She's not holding her hand. She's not kissing her, being affectionate, any of that. What do you guys think of this whole situation and their interactions? So I am thinking that there's something deeper going on with Stephanie. Um, I'm starting to wonder if she really likes Erica in a romantic way. Um, because when, when Stephanie first got to Australia, I said this on the show that I felt like it was more of like a bestie vibe. Like I didn't see like sparks flying and I'm wondering, did Stephanie convince Erica to sign up for 90 day fiance so she could be on 90 day fiance and further build her YouTube brand and following um because I'm just like you're not even holding her hand I understand the no sex thing that I can I could get with but you're not holding your hand you're not showing any kind of affection there's gotta be I don't know it just seems like there's a motive there I'll leave it at that Linda what do you think yeah I mean I'll piggyback off of what you're saying I think that Stephanie uh misrepresented herself i think that if they were in this relationship for four months they've been talking for a year and all of a sudden you get to be in front of the person that you say that you love online and you don't even want to hold their hand you don't want to even like and again you don't have to have sex with someone you literally just met in person one day two days three days into it you take your time whatever works for you but you would think that if there was a real vibe and you guys were connecting, you would at least want to like hold hands and like spend time together and be like, you know, that cutesy cutesy. I am going to throw it out there and I might get slayed in the comments, but I, I actually don't even think Stephanie's truly bisexual. I think that she, I don't either. I think that she uh, is a beautiful girl and was able to like get on 90 days and do this thing. And yet she doesn't really want to be all in with it. Do you know what I mean? Like she's getting the exposure, mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to have to do anything besides getting the exposure. That's what I exactly. think because she seems super, super like the thing, her arguments don't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Like they honestly don't like, Oh, you're going to be fighting about a dating app. Well, if you're really jealous about this dating app, then you would be like, Hey, like I'm totally into you. And like, I'm trying to get with you and, and your attention's in the app. No, you were just like, delete the app. That's it. You saw it in, in passing, delete the app. It's and get her to go along with all her stuff. And so I think that they're like opposites, but it's just not working. And I kind of do now. I'm kind of taking that into consideration what you guys said about her not being bisexual. That's interesting. I didn't really think. Yeah. That was like the, that was what was running through my mind when I was watching yeah. the show, the episode. I was like, I don't even think she's bisexual. I think all this is game. And I just want to highlight some of the comments in the live chat. Uh, Tiffany Gomez said Stephanie falsely represented herself. They are not a match. 
Um, M. Allison said they have no chemistry. Dee Dee Roberts said, I don't think Stephanie is even a lesbian. Mm. And Selwonk says she's in it for the clout. You oh. know, I can't say I disagree with any of that. Oh my God. Well, we should find out soon. Eric, I mean, Erica, Linda, are there any, like, is there any news that's going on with this? Like any proof? Uh, with the Erica and Stephanie yeah. thing? No, no. I mean, what's interesting, what, what's interesting is that we do see a lot of Erica online, but it's just really about her and her style and all that. Yeah. We don't see a lot of Stephanie online and we definitely don't see a lot of like news or gossip about the two of them. Interesting. Guys, we need to do some investigative PI work. Find out. <laughs> a couple, though, that was the star of the show, the stars of the show, Rose and Big Ed. Big Ed was just a hot mess. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say this whole episode. He met, he's hanging out with the dad, stayed the night at Rose's place. What did you guys think of his experience there? Just going and staying at her place with her dad and the whole family. I was proud of Big Ed. I think he took one for the team. He really tried his best to dive into the culture and experience Rosemary's lifestyle. Um, you know, he slept on the rollout mattress. He fed the pigs. He did a little slip and slide. He showered with dad. I think he really embraced her culture. And I, I'm not saying Big Ed is perfect, but I think that we should um, give him his props for trying. He definitely tried. Yeah. Linda. <laughs> I should have gone first. <laughs> uh, I think that, um, I'll say this. I think that Big Ed went in there with first world problems. And I think that he did not appreciate her lifestyle and I get it she lives a simple lifestyle she doesn't have a lot of money but she's appreciative that she has a roof over her head and somewhere to lay her head at night and it's a different world and I know that a lot of people don't have not experienced that but I gotta tell you like the experience is is so humbling I will give him props for being amenable to to saying yes to everything and I, I thought that showed maturity in him. And I thought that showed respect um, in the sense that he's respecting who she is. But do I think he respected her culture and how she lives? Absolutely not. Because he now wants to take her away for, for a vacation, away from her kid, away from her family, instead of like actually getting to know the kid as well. Like I get you need to know Rose, but you need to know her kid as well. Because guess what? If she ever does come to America, kid's part of the package. You spent like, what, a half minute with him? Okay. So Estella Akimi in the live chat said, Ed should have taken Rose's son with them. And yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, can he just go? But you know, Ed's trying to get down with down. the get down. <laughs> so. yeah. Like, I think he's pretty high maintenance. I think, I mean, that's who Big Ed is. Like, he lives a mm -hmm. nice lifestyle. I think he's pretty high maintenance and I think he wants his way. And it's just like, he wants Rose to go along with everything. Like a lot of Americans seen on this show, it's like, oh, I'm going to get this person from a third world country and they're just going to go along with my stuff. They're not going to have their own like life and everything, but I have all the money. I have all the stuff so they'll just go along with it because they're just going to be appreciative that they get to come with me so it's kind of like i don't 
know. I think he's pretty selfish because especially not taking the child with him. And don't you want to form that relationship and build it? So exactly, exactly, exactly. But, but can you and the rat <laughs> guys? Could you have stayed there after seeing that rat? No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have showered there. I just would have went to the room and moved on. I wouldn't have did any of that. I'm sorry. I just I sprayed down with the hose. <laughs> no bucket bath, none of that. Unless I was in a situation where I had to. Yeah, I don't think I could force myself to to go through that. That's why I'm giving Big Ed his props. But I understand <laughs> what Linda is saying. Yeah, but I just I could not have done that. What about you, Stacey? Could you have? I had that rat though. That just bugs me. <laughs> I don't do the shower, the sleeping, but the rat. I was like, that thing's huge. <laughs> that was it was. Oh, it was big. Linda. I mean, like, I've, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of places, bucket baths are the norm and it's not even a big deal. Yeah. Um, the rat thing. I mean, yeah, that's scary, but it's just a rat. It's not like it's climbing on you. For me though, can I just tell you when, when Ed was at the pig farm and he kept losing his balance and like throwing the thing. I was like, what is wrong with him? Like, why can't just be still if you don't move and just use your arm, then you can get the food to the pigs. Like it was like a whole thing. And I just felt so bad because not only did the dad have to help him up, but Rosemary was like helping him get around and like holding on to him. So I was like, I was like, um, she doesn't have like, big boots on either she's got regular shoes on so like what's going on with your coordination right now big ed because you're looking a hot mess i think super extra yeah <laughs> yeah okay well a couple that we didn't really get to see a lot again they're only giving us like five minutes each episode is darcy and tom do you guys think he's gonna ever apologize to her mm-hmm. no no i think he has too much ego too much pride um and I don't think that I just don't think he's gonna apologize I don't think he feels the need to do that um and he couldn't even admit to his wrongdoing so to expect for him to apologize to Darcy is like trying to get blood out of a turnip it's just not gonna happen (laughs) yeah I agree I think that he wasn't in it and even when he was portraying what happened to his sister he made it seem not what it was and yeah I don't think he's ever gonna apologize plus if she truly did block him then you know it's that but when the sister I thought what was telling was when he was trying to say how he you know said something inappropriate and the sister was like well did you go after her and he was like no but I feel sad I was like see that says everything to me because it's not about you. You're the one that did like a shady, awful thing. And you didn't even go after you hurt this person that you supposedly love. You didn't even go after her to fix it. You just kind of let her go and, you know, had your smoke and was like, oh, I'm sad about this. And, right. the, and the editing made me look terrible. Okay. Bye, Tom. Would you guys put him on Jesse's level now? A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. So 
So you think that whole setup with him meeting with her in the first place was just for his ego, not really for to keep that relationship going or to fix it. I think that he knew her past with Jesse and how Jesse broke up with her. And I think that it was a power move for him to say, I'm going to be in New York. Let's meet. And he's doing the same thing. Cause he could have easily just told her everything over the phone. He could have easily, you know, FaceTimed her and said something, but no, he, he made it a thing knowing what her history was. It was, yeah. it was pure shade. That's sad. So bad yeah. for her. Does anyone in the live chats have anything to say, Ashley? Yeah. Um, Tom already made friendship, quote, friendship with the other cast members. He doesn't need her anymore. That's Australia, Akimi. That's a good point. It's like he he went in there and made strategy moves. And then it was like, to heck with Darcy. I don't need you. I don't need to deal with you. Um, S. Merced0918 uh, said Tom was a jerk. Um, so yeah, everybody pretty much thinks that Tom is not going to apologize. Um, Tom, didn't Tom and the other guy hang out? I thought I heard that on the news. They did hang out, Monica. Jesse and Tom. Uh, yeah, Jesse and Tom. That's, that's what she was talking about. Um, Tiffy Gomez said, I was so mad when Tom acted like he actually wanted to get back with her. Ugh. And that's, and, and I knew that was going to happen. I just, really wanted Darcy to like be powerful and strong and say I'm not going to meet with you we don't have anything to talk about and put him on ice and blocked him and let him suffer without any kind of explanation from you sometimes no apology and no closure is closure Mm -hmm. you don't always need to have a conversation with somebody to get closure you close the door true true Hopefully Darcy finds some love soon. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Avery and Ash. Ash is still hesitant about talking, opening up and talking about his relationship with his ex-wife, his child, everything like that. We didn't get to see that much of them this last episode, the last two episodes, but what did you guys think? Do you guys think he's hiding something or do you think it's just like he doesn't want it to be on TV? Like his past with his ex-wife. I think I think that he misrepresented how open his ex-wife would be for his son to move to America and I think that uh I think that it's so far from what I've seen it seems like a surface relationship where he glazes over the hard questions and uh Avery is trying to get like hey I only have a few weeks here let's get down to the real stuff and and see if we're on the same page so that if you are going to move to America and we're going to blend our families, that we're both on the same page and agree on these things. But I feel like he's trying to keep it like all surface, like, oh, we're on vacation. Oh, we went to a, tro- a crocodile thing. And then, oh, we're like lying around having drinks and everything is great. And I'm working on it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's trying to keep it surface. And so I do think that there's more to that story that he hasn't hasn't shared. Um, and I don't think that Ash is necessarily being, I don't think he's being purposely deceitful. I think that Ash really does live in this dream fantasy world of everything's positive and fine. Like he's kind of, you know, like a tree hugger, like everything is, 
And I say that respectfully. Yeah. Everything is, you know, everything is everything. Everything is great. So don't worry about it. It'll work out. So I think that's more of the angle he's approaching this with versus deceit and deception. I don't think it's that, although that is what's happening. Ultimately, I don't think that that's his, um, I don't think that's what he's consciously trying to do. I think he's a good talker. And I think there was infidelity in his last, in his marriage. So with his ex-wife. I feel like that. I feel like he does give me a little bit of player vibes. So maybe he's changed and he's worked on himself and he's scared that Avery is not going to be cool with that. And it's like already she has trust issues with him. So this is going to make it even worse. Michelle Bayot in the live chat said, I don't think he's even spoke to his ex-wife about their relationship and possibly moving. Hmm. Could hey, you think as a relationship expert, you're going to talk about this stuff. Um, yeah, Estella Akimi said for a relationship coach, he's a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, some people can give advice, but they can't really apply it to their own life. For real, for real. But I think I think they're pretty compatible, like in terms of like their personalities and stuff. I just think that that's like the most important stuff, though, the trust. The trust and being able to communicate and yeah. to being able to agree on the things that are important to you in a relationship. Yeah. And both being there present. We'll move on to a couple that there's only one person present in this relationship, David and Lana. David is searching all over the place for Lana. Should we just say David? Cause really there is no Lana. Um, He's actually going into stores looking for her. Uh, he got a flat tire along the way, trying to go to her hometown. Um, what did you guys think about David? Is does he give you stalker vibes or anything, or do you think he just really wants love, wants a companion? I think he needs a therapist at this point. <laughs> um, we all need therapy, yeah. but he there's something going on with him to where he feels like he needs to go to these extremes um, to to lock this lady down. He's like obsessed with her at this point. Um, you know the fact that he when the tire went flat, I was like, okay, that's a sign that you need to switch gears and move on with your life. Uh, because she doesn't want you. She's going to continue playing you if she even exists. So I just, I feel bad for him. Um, but he, it's almost like as he's driving, he's processing through his thoughts and he's processing through his actions. And he, he knows consciously what he's doing is ridiculous, but he's still moving forward with it. It's, it's really, it's strange. Linda. He's just a mess. Dude, this guy is trying to recoup his $100,000 investment. Let's just be real here. And so uh, 1000%. I mean, it's painful to watch this guy. It's painful for me to sit here and see this dude go to a city that he doesn't even really know that she lives in, right? Because he's never met her. He's never talked to her on the phone. This is just an address that she gave because they were supposedly going to go on a cruise that she never showed up to. So then she doesn't show up to the train station and you're going to go to the city that she may or may not live in. And what I thought was so interesting and I found out like just, you know, doing my research online is that this candy store is nowhere near her apartment. So he's nowhere even... She lives an hour and a half away from where this candy store that she mentioned is. And so he's nowhere even near her per se. 
like and when he said oh my god i'm tired i'm going back to the hotel whatever because i've been walking around all day looking for her like what did you think you were gonna do you were gonna go to this supposed city and run into her on the street and then in the same breath you're saying to the camera you don't want to show up at her house because you don't want to scare her you you sound crazy like honestly you sound like hey I've invested so much in this and this is my girlfriend of seven years. And I just want to reiterate that you guys have never had a conversation on the phone. You've never FaceTime. It's only been through this paper thing website. Like you need to sit down in a corner and really, really evaluate whether this is something that you should continue to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's just smitten too by her looks because he always was showing a picture in the beginning uh, with her. And he said, also, he said, if I was younger, I wouldn't be doing this. I feel like he's just desperate and he wants that hot trophy. But it's weird because he can get that in the U.S. So I don't understand what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Linda. It's the $100,000. That's all. That's it. I think it's the, I think it's the financial investment because he said, he was like, I'm a hundred thousand in. I think that is the biggest thing. He wants a ROI return on investment at this point. (laughs) You threw your money away, David is gone. But then she sends at the the end of their segment, she sends him like a message on the app that says that if he still wants to meet because they need to take photos in order to get the whole visa process going. And he's like, oh, everything she did to me, that's all erased. I'm good. But it's good. Right. It's right. But what was self-respect? And what was telling about that message was there was no, I'm sorry. There was no anything. It was more like, hey, do you still want to help me get to America? Because we need to take these pictures. So do you still want to meet and start the K-1 process? Like that should have been a red flag to him. That wasn't her reaching out. That was her like holding on to a lifeline just in case X, Y, and Z didn't work out for her, you know, sugar daddy status coming to America. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. So crazy. I think he's delusional. Sorry to say it. We should have a dating show. I was thinking it was like a spin, and fans were saying this, they should have a dating show of like a spinoff of these specific types of characters on the show. (laughs) Yeah. Caesar, Yolanda, and David. There's three yeah. right there. There we go. That's a hit show. Yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> um, I just want to ask you guys one question for the what do you think segment, and then we'll move on to news and gas like, really quickly. Uh, okay. Would you be okay with your significant other staying friends with someone they hooked up with before? Like yes. if you were to meet, you would be okay with that? Mm-hmm. Everybody has a pass. Linda? The question is, would I be okay with my significant other was still friends with someone they hooked up with? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not together for a reason, right? Yeah. And I'm here for a reason. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Okay, guys, let's get into news and gossip. Linda. Oh, my goodness. I There's so much, but I think I'm going to just focus on a couple. So uh, first up is... Lisa versus Big Ed. So Lisa has been on this attack tirade for weeks now. She's just 
Lisa versus this person, Lisa versus that person. So, so now she uh, went in on Big Ed. So long story short, Big Ed referred to an article that called himself one of the most quote unquote authentic person ever on the 90 Day Fiance shows. Uh, and Lisa kind of just exploded and, and was like, what are you talking about? It's the production, it's the whole 90 day team and we make the drama for the fans. And that kind of like snowballed into a bunch of people jumping in. Tim from last season took to his account to attack Big Ed and basically was like, you're a nobody. You don't even have a hundred thousand followers. He mentioned, he mentioned uh, Paula and Ashley and a bunch of people saying, they have over like three, four, five, six hundred thousand followers. Tim himself has over a hundred thousand followers. And so he's like, it's not about you, dude. Like this franchise was here long before you. And the Ooh. fans are yeah, the fans are like the, it was long. Uh I'll read you one of the direct quotes. He said, Big Ed must be going delusional with this quarantine thing. Um and then he kind of went on. So a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon because Ed was like just saying like, hey, I'm being my authentic self and people are seeming to respond to it. I don't know. But that is the story. So the feuds continue. Uh, Rose. So Rose is on uh, Instagram now. And she is denying that she was ever engaged to a woman and that she is not engaged. She hasn't uh, talked about anything about Big Ed. Uh, She hasn't really posted anything. She goes in her stories a lot and like randomly talks about random stuff. Um, But overall, she's denying. She's saying that uh, she was never engaged. These are all rumors and all lies. So She's trying to put an end to that whole story. But I'll say this, guys. Pictures don't lie. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess they can. Like, you could stage something. But why would you want to stage something that is so out there forever? You know what I mean? And knowing you're going to go on the show, wouldn't you take all that stuff down before you get on that show? What's that? Like, wouldn't you take that stuff down if you wanted to hide that before you got on the show? Like that Facebook page that was taken down like after the show started. That's true. But I think that, I don't know. I would think that if you were going to go on a show like 90 Day, you would do your yeah. research and know that, that it's a, a number one show. The fans are sleuths and they're going to find everything <laughs> out. So if you're going to go ahead and do that, then you might want to take all the stuff that you don't want people to see down. But you know, you never know. Uh, last, real quick, I did want to mention uh, Sean Robinson, just because she's always the tell-all host. Yeah. So uh, in a post, uh, someone mentioned that they saw Joe McHale do the Tiger King host of that last episode on Netflix. Thought he was great and recommended that he be the tell- new tell-all host. And she went off in a comment. She responded to a comment in writing saying basically that um, I'll have to see what my brother Edward Oliver at Dartmer has to say about that. So she basically threatened the person that made the comment to go to that 
person's boss and say that, hey, this person is saying that I should lose my job as the tell-all host. And so it kind of went back and forth between a bunch of fans and her, but people were really like taken aback that she would actually threaten someone's job for having an opinion. What do you guys think of that? believe it I didn't even think they would I mean I heard about the story online and stuff I didn't really dig too deep into it but I couldn't believe that the host would actually get into the comment like these people are actually reading all the comments that the fans are posting like you wouldn't think you know there's so much information coming at them all the time that I was I'm kind of shocked like even some of the on my 90 fiance now page like I'm, I'm like wow these the cast members are active like they're actively on these looking at these other pa- bloggers pages and stuff so Oh, that's kind of interesting. She was really hurt the last time when, you know, everybody was saying they wanted to get rid of her because I remember she posted um, a meme basically talking about, you know, people's opinions of you and things like that. And it was right around the time where everybody was saying that they didn't want her on as a host of, um, you know, of the reunion show. So um, she's definitely well aware of everyone's opinions and I don't think she's flying high above it at all. She's, she's in the fray. She knows what's going on. So, you know, people have opinions. I think sometimes people can be a little brutal, but you just kind of be, you should be able to take it in stride and, and threatening someone's job is definitely taking the low road. It's yeah. not, it's not following Michelle Obama's a uh, famous quote of when they go low, we go high. She went low. <laughs> yeah. But I also think too, that again, like you said, that that's hurtful. Like if you're doing something that you love and people that also remember that she works for a major network. So the network is going to really dictate how things are going to go down. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and, and maybe, and I'm just putting it out there, but maybe there are things you can and cannot say on network TV and maybe she can only follow a specific guideline, whatever the case may be. I think that there are a lot of sides to the story. I think that that people have to remember as a host, she's doing her job. And mm-hmm. you guys absolutely, everyone has the right to think whatever they want to think. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to go by what you have to do for your job and what the rules and regulations are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like what Ashley said, you know, because... I mean, even with our show, we get trolled all the time, right? So what do you do? Are you going to get in the trenches or are you going to rise above it? Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Uh-huh. Chuck Williams in the live chat said, that's her only gig. She's going to fight for it. Mm-hmm. I get it. like, But I don't think that's the way to fight for it. Yeah. It's just interesting how active they all are. All the celebrities too on the Night Day Fiance in the world, like Christy Teigen, everyone. I'm like, wow, this is insane. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. I love how you mentioned Christy because, you know, uh, I'm going to get into this more in our 90 Day News. Yeah. But she, Christy posted something that was so funny because, you know, Lisa went in on, on, on her as well. Uh, just because Usman called, or she called herself a baby girl Christy. And, and she wasn't having it. Lisa, Lisa is like, I am the only baby girl, baby girl. <laughs> I'm the star of television, all television. For oh real, my for goodness. Us. Hey guys, Brianna from the booth here. I just wanted to mention one quick thing, because if you ever watch Usman's uh, 
Instagram stories, she better get on him then, because he's caught... Anytime a fan says, can you call me this, he does. He calls them baby girl and whatever their name is. And he does it for them all the time. So it seems to me there's lots of baby girls out there. Oh, <laughs> she's coming for everyone. <laughs> all of you. Oh, so, uh, so what are your guys' predictions for next week? Uh, I'll go. I think that uh, seeing the And now, you're after Buzz TV. Um, I think that uh, seeing the little clip for next week, and I haven't moved ahead, yeah. but I don't think that we're going to see David's Lana at all. I think he's going to have that whole bottle of champagne, the two glasses to himself. And uh, I think that um, Usman is going to try to finagle his way into getting the blessing by saying, like, if I go to America, the whole family is going to come up on it with the doctor. Right. Dr. Lisa. <laughs> Dr. Baby Girl Lisa. Baby Love Lisa. Um, I have just a general prediction. Yeah. Um, I, sh- I shared this with Linda as well. I think that the next tell-all host is not going to be Sean Robinson. Oh. Not going to be... Mr. McHale, what's his first name? Joel. Joel McHale. I think the next tell-all host is going to be Chrissy Teigen. Oh. I think so. I see that coming from a mile away. And I think she'd be really good at it, too. We, we'll see. What if that happens? Does anyone have to say anything in the live chat? Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, live chat is popping. Um, let's see here. Can I do some shout outs right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Okay, cool. So we've got Missy Mess. We got Beautiful Boy, Gina B, Michelle Bayot, Estella Akimi, Chuck Williams, uh, Marge Richard, M. Allison. You guys are killing it in the live <laughs> chat tonight. Yeah. Angelica, James Grenier, Lisa Morris, our girl. Lisa actually had a question for us earlier and I wanted to, she wanted to know if any of us have been on dating websites. Like, have we done any dating websites? Oh, it's getting personal. Yeah. (laughs) Personal. Uh, (laughs) Do y'all want to answer that or what? You go first, Stacey. I have, I have. That's why I know about all the background things. You got to research numbers, make sure you're talking to the person that is that person, their same name, age, everything. Yeah, I have. I don't like I them, think but... I signed up for one like <laughs> a long time ago, like probably, I don't know, a long time ago, but I wasn't active on it. It just was, you know, like a login kind of, yeah. type of thing. Linda? Uh, I have been on, there's one site that I have, utilized and uh it's like a job I find I find it a little, like I'm, I think I'm not good at it maybe that's what it is like I feel like if there was a dating app where I could answer all the same like 5,000 questions that come at you all the time then I would like to put all those 5,000 questions on the profile so that you can read them all so you don't have to ask me the same like thousand questions and I think it's a little bit different for for women as well 
Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like on and off with it. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining Yay. in the live chat. If you guys, before you log off, um, if you can go all the way up, there's 124 of you guys in the chat room Ooh. right now. Scroll up, give us a thumbs up, continue leaving comments because we do read them. We do respond and we do appreciate your engagement in the show. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Where can they all find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at Ms. Ashley Marie. That's M-I-Z-Z Ashley Marie. <laughs> Ms. Ms. Um, guys, I am all across social media at Linda is So Girly. Definitely hit me up with anything that you think you want me to cover for news and gossip. Uh, you guys really have like thrown it up there. And I want to shout out uh, New Beginnings on Twitter. She's always sending me a bunch of great stuff to keep my eye on the prize. Um, so yeah, awesome. Yeah, and you guys can find me all over social media at Stacy underscore Olivas and at 98 Fiance now. Yes, send us things. Linda is on it with the news too. So go follow. She has like all the, I get all my news from her. So <laughs> um, thanks so much for watching guys. We hope you stay safe and take care. We love you. Bye. Good night Bye guys. Now. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.